you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Without waste of time, let us go to the reading of the word. Uh, Galatians, the chapter will be one. The verse will be six until twelve. is one the chapter Galatians from verse 6 to verse 12 it reads in this matter manner Paul says I marvel that ye are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel Amen. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Amen. So this another gospel, it exists because it perverts an existing gospel. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Paul says even if he could come and preach any other gospel than the one that he had already preached, he must be accursed. That means a messenger can never change the message. Are we together? He says, as we said before, so now, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. For I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 John 4, we'll read only verse 1. 1 John 4, only verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. As we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we have read the portion of the scripture here. You have been invited to, to be part of this gathering. And I believe you are here. And Lord, when you are in our midst, every time I know you will take charge of your God. You are here by invitation, O oh God, and I know you honor all invitations. 
And that is why we as people can combine quotations. We as people can combine scriptures. But it takes you to bring life from that combination. And that is why it must not just be a service where we just exchange quotations, but let it be a service where the source of the quotation, you being the author yourself, will come and bring an inspiration upon those quotations. And Lord, I believe every man and woman is here this evening because they realize the hour that we are living in. We can look at the political events around the world. We look at the economic events around the world, as well as the religious events. It simply points to one direction. We are right at the end. Lord, being here at the end, we need you to prepare us, Heavenly Father, and there's no better way to prepare us accepted by the way to dear God. As the scripture says, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. We are here to be judged so that we can avoid the great judgment. And as we hear the weight, may you help us to be receptive to the weight and adjust accordingly to the weight, dear God. And Lord, as I say often, we are not here just to enjoy good sermons. But we are here because there is a need for us to be able to meet the standard that is required for the hour. And Lord, I know that this message as the prophet has taught us many a times that the rapturing faith lies in these messages. There is no other message except this message. There is no other prophet except this prophet. And there is no other spirit except the Holy Spirit. And that is why... What we have believed, no man can change because it was coming from you, dear God. I commit myself for this evening to you. May you be gracious. May you overlook me and simply use me as a channel through which you'll speak to your people. But a lot of times, a misconception of ministers is that we are here to preach to the people without you preaching to us. And this evening I say, as you preach to them, may you preach to me. As you change them, may you change me, dear God. We are all in attendance, and we want to hear from you as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me take your seats. Amen. Just a couple of minutes. I think our text will come from what we have read where Paul says when he was looking at the Galatians and said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but they be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Amen. And we can say the title will be a foreign gospel. Amen. A foreign gospel. Amen.
the warning that Paul gave during his time is still standing even today because as time goes by, we will see a lot of gospel rising on the scene. Hallelujah. That's why John comes, he as well says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Meaning, don't be naive. Don't be gullible. But test every spirit, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You can see, first there will be a genuine gospel, and later it will be followed by a foreign gospel. First there will be a genuine prophet, and will be followed by a false prophet. The devil always waits for God to do something, then he brings a counterfeit. The danger part is that he, what if you, if you buy maybe a counterfeit and you are misled by whoever sold you that counterfeit, a lot of times people that fall for counterfeits is because they do not know the original thing. Because once you have been exposed to the original thing, then you know the counterfeit when it comes. So that means any person that has not come or had an encounter with a genuine prophet will fall for any prophet that will come along. Any person that has not had an exposure to a genuine gospel will fall for any other gospel that will come. Are we together? And certainly the prophet says or the scripture says the two spirits will be so close and if it were possible it would deceive the very elect. And I had much better wake you up from your slumber. The attempts to deceive the bride are not going to be orchestrated by people outside the message community. It will be the people in the message community. It will be the people that will take the very books of the very prophet and bring quotations in order to mislead many. Are we together? I'm simply saying deception will not come from outside. It will come from within. Are we together? And it just dawned on me, and I said, it, it would appear that as time goes by, I, I'm beginning to sense a, a hidden anger towards the prophet by a lot of, many ministers are beginning to be impatient with the prophet and with the people that believe in the prophet. You know why Brother Brenham came and he left the scene in 1965? It is still a paradox to many that he is still relevant even in 2017 after he was long gone. And those that wanted to elbow him out of the picture, 
I'm beginning to be very angry with him. I, I, I came across a statement and certain things we have to put them across for what they are. Where a minister was giving a type how Eliezer found Rebecca. And how Rebecca followed Eliezer. And how Rebecca saw Isaac. And how Eliezer introduced Rebecca to Isaac. And later, Rebecca moved in with Isaac. Then he, they, it goes, he goes on to say, what is the use for Rebecca to move in with Isaac, but still has the pictures of Eliezer on the wall? What does it mean? It's a, it's a subliminal deception. Because this person simply says, we need to remove the pictures of the prophet. And they go further and say, we, we are tired of hunting stories. What, what are the hunting stories? The hunting stories is when the prophet spoke the squirrel into existence. The hunting stories is when a life of a sheep, of a fish, was brought back. And if you are going to be tired of hunting stories, you are really going to be tired of the stories of Galilee. And if you become tired of the stories of Galilee, you are going to be tired of the stories of how Moses moved them out of Egypt. I'm simply saying deception comes in a very subtle way. The type, you can see nothing. When you look on the surface, there is nothing wrong with the type. That is the message. We have seen our Isaac and we have accepted our Isaac. But right there, they throw in something and say, why do we still have pictures of Eliezer? And it goes on further to say, imagine Rebecca having the pictures of of Eliezer under her pillow and keep on saying, I miss Eliezer. Are you with me, folks? But... Only the people that have been with a genuine prophet would understand what is at stake. You can never speak about God during the time of Moses without speaking of Moses. You can never speak about God during the time of Joshua without speaking about Joshua. You can never speak about God during the time of Paul without speaking about Paul. And I had much better say, you can never speak about Jesus Christ in the end time, genuinely so, without speaking about the prophet of the hour. Are you here, folks? Now, that is why, I think, Brother Dippard, you read this lovely quotation that I love so much in the message, How Can I Overcome? In paragraph 44, it says, we see this age that we are living in. It's one of the grandest ages of all ages. There's beauty in abundance. This is Laodicea church age. It's the grandest of all the church ages because it's the ending of time and the blending of eternity. It's the greatest sinful age. It has more sin in this age than there has ever been. And the powers of Satan is many times harder to fight against than it was in any other age. He says, see, back there in the early ages, 
a Christian could, for his profession of in a church, of belonging to Christ, could be beheaded for it. He could be quickly, killed quickly and be put out of his misery and go to meet God quickly. But now, then the enemy came to persecute. They were beheaded. And by the way, there are still Christians that are being beheaded. As I'm speaking right now, in the land of Nigeria, uh, I saw various clips that a believer uh, sent it to me, but you, you can't circulate them because they are very sensitive graphic there. If you're a sensitive person, they're very explicit graphics. How Boko Haram is behaving Christians in Nigeria. Christians are in a queue. They are being beheaded and being thrown into a mass grave. And you wonder, and you wonder why you would have people like T.B. Joshua that claim to be Christians but never say a word on Borok Haram. Are we together? I'm not one that will come on the other time. Now, the prophet says, during that time, a Christian could be beheaded and be put out of misery quickly for, for their profession of belonging to Christ. But he says, now, which is in our time, the enemy has come in the name of the church. And he says, it's so deceiving. This is the great age of deception. And I was saying, uh, 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 telling somebody that when we were growing up and we in primary school, I don't know how many we used to see magicians coming to school to perform some uh, uh, tricks. For some reason, have you seen that magicians have disappeared off the radar? but they have resurfaced behind the pulpit. And because the church is gullible, what we used to call a magician, today we call them a prophet. And what is happening? These are the false anointed ones. They are here to achieve two things. To desensitize the church to the weight, and secondly, to bring mockery upon the weight of God. And we are looking around at events that are beginning to take place. Sinners and drunkards are having a failed day based on what is happening within the Christian uh, community. Are we together? Now, the prophet says, this enemy has come in in the name of the church. It is so deceiving. This is a great age of deception. When even Christ said so, the two spirits would be so close in the last days till it would deceive the very elect if it were possible. But I'm standing here to say, the elect shall never be deceived. Because why? The elect have been exposed to a true anointed prophet, and they've been baptized by the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost in them will expose any shenanigan that may come their way. Are we together, folks? Now, he continues the prophet in the message, the anointed ones at the end time, paragraph 263. He says, now there's three things we are going to see before we close. Three things, remember, three things have been fulfilled. Three things lay before you right now. First thing, the world is in a Sodom condition. This is an environment of unbelievers. 
The world is in a Sodom condition. You look at the perversion, our women trying to act like men, and our men trying to act like women, sissified, rotten, filthy, low-down, devil-possessed, and we don't know it. Hallelujah. It says the Bible says it would happen, and it is right here before our eyes. The world is in a Sodom condition. That is the first point. Secondly, it is in that hour, according to the scripture here, that Janice and Jambres appear. So what is happening? First, the world is in a Sodom condition. Secondly, we see impersonation, make-believe taking place after we see the world in Sodom condition. And it says the third thing is in the same hour that the Son of Man is to be revealed. So all these three conditions are bringing three classes of people. The first thing that it brings, it brings unbelievers. They are visible, perverted, rotten, low down, devil possessed. But the second thing, James, Janice and Jambres appear on the scene. They would have never appeared unless Moses came first. The reason they were brought in is because Moses was on the scene. And today you are beginning to see people that are beginning to come on the scene. Every person is becoming a prophet. Hallelujah. I saw a man called uh, Noah, is it Manas Jordan, who moves around with, with Benihim. And he goes around, he calls out people and tells them their name. But here, here, check it out. I'm going to read a, a quotation for you. They can tell you who you are. They can tell you the current circumstances in your life. But when they attempt to be prophetic, the prophecy misses the mark. You know why? God can only foretell events. But the devil knows your name. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said, the devil knows who I am. And the devil knows where you stay. The devil knows your address. So if somebody tells me who my name is, it does not mean anything. If somebody tells me where I, where I stay, it does not mean anything. But when somebody says, let us go back before God became God at the back part of the mind of God. And he brings the fullness of the way to, to the people. That one is an anointed prophet. Brother Brenham did not become, we don't say Brother Brenham is a prophet because of the first pool. Even during his time, Oral Roberts had many miracles that were happening. During his time, Tommy Osborne performed many miracles. And we do not say Brother Branham is a prophet because of the second pool. I saw a man who, who, who came late in the 50s. I'll play you a clip of him the other time. This man, they brought him into the show, and he, he's a psychic. Everybody would write things on the card, and they would bring this card to him, and they blindfolded him until he could not see anything. But he's able to pull out a card and say, this card, it belongs to so-and-so, and he begins to tell you things that are happening to you. He's not a believer. He's just a psychic. And if you are such a believer that is looking for gimmicks, you will fall for gimmicks. I, I'm not looking for just signs and wonders. I'm not just looking for discernment. I'm looking for the restored weight of the hour. And I'm going to show you that once you have received a gospel, what the, what the traits of a genuine gospel, what must they be? 
Are we still together? And that's why Brother Brennan became a prophet because the scripture says the word of God cometh to the prophet. What made Brother Brennan the prophet is the, fi- is the third stage of his ministry, which was the third pool, the fullness of the word coming through the prophet to the bride. That's what made him to be a prophet. Are we together? Now, Brother Brennan says in this message, the seven church age, he quotes a scripture which is First Timothy 4, 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressingly that in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. They will depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, in every case, you will notice that, I'm in the seven church age here, I'm quoting from the book itself. Now, in every case, you will notice that a false prophet is one who is outside the weight. He will have miracles, but he will be outside the weight. Now, just as we showed you that antichrist means anti-weight, so these false prophets come perverting the weight, giving it a meaning that fits their own devilish ends. Have you ever noticed how the people who lead others astray bind them closely to themselves by fear? They say that if the people don't do what they say or if they leave, then destruction will follow. They are false prophets. Any man that can say when you leave him, you will be destroyed is a false prophet. There's only one man, whenever we leave, that man will be destroyed. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And any genuine ministry will point you back to Christ. A genuine ministry, the central theme of a genuine ministry is Jesus Christ. That's why Brother Brenham kept on saying, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forevermore. Which means the same one that you saw yesterday, you must see him today. Are you with me? Then it says, now notice, there are false prophets. For a true prophet will always lead one to the weight. And bind the people to Jesus Christ. He won't tell the people to fear him or what he says. But to fear what the word says. And as ministers love us but never fear us. Because fear is an instrumentality of the devil. Love is an instrument of God's economy. Then it says, notice how these people like Judas are out for money. They get you to sell all you have and give it to them and their schemes. They spend more time on offerings than the weight. That spirit is beginning to creep even in the message cycles. Yes, tithes has got to be paid, but tithes is not a central theme of the ministry. Believers do it because they support the cause. But it's not something that you go out looking for money everywhere. And we begin to see these schemes coming even in the realms of the message. Hallelujah. And it says they spend more time on offerings than the weight. Those who attempt to operate gifts, they have gifts because gifts are without callings. Those who attempt to operate gifts will make use of a gift 
which has a margin of error in it, and then ask for money, and neglect the weight and quality of God, and people will go to them and bear with them. Why do they bear with them? Because it has a margin of error. It hits there, it misses there, it hits there, it misses there. But people are there and say, but he got it right yesterday, even though you got it wrong today. Let me tell you something. God will get it right every time, every hour, every second. But the devil will have hits and misses. Are you not amazed that even the people that were not full believers of this message, they can tell you that in thousands of cases that we were there, not even a single time did William Brennan miss even a single case. It's because it was not a man. It was God in the end time. That's why for every case, he was precise. And I'm saying to the bride this evening, we are in safe hands. In this ministry, we are in safe hands. Those who attempt to operate gifts will make use of a gift which has a margin of error in it. If it is 99%, folks, stay away from it. I've heard you singing a song and say, there are times when you don't have to think, you have to run. There are certain gospels you don't even have to analyze. You've got to run away from them. And every gospel that can make money to be the central theme, run away from it. And every gospel that would want to make people to be bound to a minister instead of the Lord Jesus Christ, run away from it. And any gospel that can never produce the life of Christ in the followers, run away from it. And people will go to them and bear with them and support them and believe them not knowing it is the way of death. Yes, the land is full of carnal impersonators. In that last day, they will try to imitate that prophet messenger. They will try to imitate William Brenham. The seven sons of Seva tried to imitate Paul. Simon the sorcerer tried to imitate Peter. The school of the prophets tried to imitate Elijah. Every time when there is a genuine prophet, there is an impersonation. But I'm glad that the bride will not fall for an impersonation because she is not a counterfeit. She is an original product. She will go for an original gospel by an original faith. Hallelujah. Their impersonations will be carnal. Anything that rises up, give it a time. Observe it, how it moves. Observe what, it fru- what the fruits of it are. And it will tell you where it will end. How many movements we saw rising and how many movements have we seen falling. But yet, the message of this prophet is still standing. And it says they won't be able to produce what the prophet, the true prophet, produces. You know why they're beginning to hate the prophet? Do you know that you can never become an eighth messenger without using the quotations of the seventh messenger? 
and the quotations of the seventh messenger will disqualify you from being an eighth messenger and you get angry with the seventh messenger but the bride has had a final voice which is the voice of the seventh angel no other voice And all voices must resonate with the last voice that we have heard in the end time. And that is why when we keep on saying, the prophet said so, the prophet said so. Don't ever be tired of quotations. We are bringing this quotation to legitimize what we are saying. Because without the prophet messenger, we are irrelevant. Amen. I'm told in certain countries... If you get there like Congo and you just preach and you don't call the prophet, they switch off. They wonder what qualifies you to stand before them and say that. But when they hear you say the prophet said, the prophet said, they say the man is on the line. Because why? The God says, Joshua, remain with the book of Moses. Never deviate from it. As we followed Moses, we will follow you, Joshua. We are looking for the people that know Moses. And they will be able to identify Joshua. And Joshua is not a bunch of nonsense that we see around the globe. Joshua is the Holy Ghost operating through the fivefold ministry. And that fivefold ministry will always bring the bride back to what the prophet said. Amen. He says, when he says the revival is over. They will go around claiming a great revelation that what the people have is exactly right and God is going to do bigger and more wonderful things amongst the people. The people will fall for it. Don't we have great revelations that are surfacing? Every group says we have it. But don't look at how loud they sound. Check how loud they live. Because it is in the life that will prove whether it is genuine or not. The people will fall for it. The same false prophet will claim that the messenger of the last day is not a theologian. So you ought not to be had. Ooh. <laughs> Hallelujah. This statement, do you know that when Brother Brendan preached, there were men in the building. And Brother Brendan will from time to time and say, if you don't understand scripture, just go and ask Brother so-and-so. But as soon as Brother Brendan was taken off the scene, they came back and say, we will put things properly. We are the ones that will put the teachings of the prophet positionally. Are we together? Don't fall for that. The message, Brother Brendan would have never been taken off the scene unless the message is perfect. And this message, it is mistakes proof. There is no mistake in this message, folks. Amen. They won't be able to produce what the messenger can. I love this statement. William Brenham, or what God has produced through William Brenham, and uh, let me go into the background of this prophet, uneducated, grade five education. There's the reason why I'm saying that. Even his language was not meeting the modern standards of English grammar. But his message 
has gone into every country around the world and people of different nationalities and different colors have responded to his message. And no other man can produce what God has produced under this messenger. You, you realize if, if one rises up, a certain nationality will go after them. And other nationalities will look at them and scorn at them. Are we together? But I want to say the message of William Brenham, it does not matter whether you preach it in Japan. It does not matter whether you preach it in Congo. It does not matter whether you preach it in Europe. It doesn't matter whether you preach it in Zimbabwe. Wherever you preach it and it's exactly the same, people of different nationalities, they respond in the same manner because this was the move of God. And while I read, I would have a problem if I could preach something that only this group understands. Because that will mean we have reached a place where we have in our exclusive revelations and the devil loves exclusive revelations. But I'm simply saying, God, whatever you do on a global scale, let me be part of it. Whatever the people may hear in Europe, let us preach exactly the same because the spirit is operating on a global scale. And it's embarrassing to say you're an eighth messenger, but you're only being followed by black people. Or white people, black people don't understand you. It's just a bunch of cultural inclinations. Are you still with me? And folks, I know people love gifts these days. If you bring a man here, amen. And I think certain things God allows them for a reason. In this church, there's been two uh, a men that came the other time, if you remember. And he had spoken to somebody in Durban and to camouflage that is a, is a message minister. And we gave him a pulpit. It was, not for a, it was not by mistake. God sometimes will test. Amen. But he immediately, uh, the spiritual ones, they immediately saw that this is a fake. Because if a man says there is someone that has got a big bone, a, a big pain, how many people have got big pain? If somebody say, you've got a headache, how many people have got a headache? And let me, because these spirits, they pass through my office first before they come here. I, I know how many pastors are captured. Because most of pastors are bent out. They, they are fatigued. A man comes there and says, look, pastor, you have labored. God is going to go do great things through you. I see this happening in your life. I see this happening in your church. And then he, he, he massages the ego of the pastor. And the pastor gets excited and says, here's a confirmation from God. Goodness. And we know what happens after. Yes, the numbers will come. Many people will come. But there is a difference between growth and swelling. Something swells because there is an infection. But something is growing because God makes it to grow. 
Amen. Are you still with me? Now, let me move from there. When John says, beware, that means we've got to be alert. We've got to have discernment to discern what is being said. Because false teachers will take the fundamental biblical truth, manipulate it, and if you don't have the discernment, you won't be able to detect a counterfeit. Now, in closing, there are certain seven critical things that you've got to consider. For any ministry or for any gift, you've got to check first. If you write, you can write that. What is a source? That gift, that ministry must have a source. Where do they get their messages? And the, a diviner and a, prof, and a true prophet are two totally different things. Check what, who's their source. If the source is different from the source of the true prophet messenger, that is a foreign gospel. It must be rejected. Check their message. If the message is different, Brother Brenham says the central theme of the Bible is Jesus Christ. And if you check and you find that the substance of the message or the central theme of their message is not Jesus Christ, but is a different personality, reject it. Check after you have yielded yourself to that gift or to that ministry, in what position do they leave you in? Do they leave you holy, living a holy life? Or do they, do they leave you spiritually deranged with no life of holiness? If it brings different, and you can observe, you can check in your family, you can check in your children, because what's happening, a true message will always separate you from the world. But a perverted or a foreign gospel will always make you to fleet with the world. The, fifth, the fourth thing, check the character. What does, it pro, what does this gospel produce in the people? What kind of people does that message produce? A lot of times, a genuine message, and that's why we are having a problem today, a genuine message will always make people to love people. A genuine message will always create an atmosphere of love, an atmosphere of tolerance, an atmosphere of prayer. But whenever you find a message that says, if you are not with us, you are not going to heaven, that's a wrong message. Are we together? And when Jesus came, the disciples came to him and said, we have found a man. He's preaching exactly how we are preaching. We have stopped him. Christ said, don't stop him. But how many of us today, if somebody preaches the message, we say stop because they don't belong to our group. Amen. 
Check what does it appeal to? Does it have the same appeal as the message? Does it appeal to the scriptures? Because every genuine message will be scripturally backed up. I was impressed when I was in Zimbabwe. After I had preached, a young man stood and spoke in tongues. He spoke in tongues, then after he came and spoke in Shona, and the pastor said, after I said to the young man that just spoke in tongues, I would like to see him. Then it was arranged. He went to see the pastor. But I asked the pastor during the service because I don't understand. Sean, I say, what does he say? He says, no, I'll explain to you later. But he never came back to me. Later, he went, he had a discussion with the young man. And later, I heard him say he corrected it because he picked up it was a, a prophecy just went forth within the church. And the pastor says it, has, it must not happen like that. Because a prophecy is given, but it must be written out, and it is observed by the elders of the church. And I said, this is a mature pastor, because the prophecy sounded great, but the pastor rejected it because it was not according to the scriptural order. Are we together? Because somebody would have been excited that people speak in tongues in my church. But a genuine pastor will check. Yes, it's tongues. Yes, it's prophecy. But does it tally with what the word says? And if it does not tally, the real pastor will come and correct it. Are you still with me? By their fruits you shall know them. Check what fruits does that gospel produce. And ultimately, check all those that have believed it, where they ended up. If it is genuine, the end thereof will be life. If it is wrong, the end thereof will be death. But in closing, have you got the ability to discern a foreign gospel? And sometimes a foreign gospel doesn't use a different face. It can use the face that you have used to for many years. But have you got, are you following the face or the personality? Or are you following the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because when you follow the gospel, even when the personality changes it, you know that it's the same personality, but the gospel is no longer the same. But that's when you have discernment. But in closing... Any other man that can preach any other gospel than what William Brenner must preach, let him be accursed. Even if it is an angel that can come out of heaven, let him be accursed. Are we together? And we live in a time where everybody claims to have seen an angel. Let me tell you something. An angel of God, whenever he comes, he brings a new dispensation. And any other gift that comes after that, it must follow the original commission. There can never be any other commission except what the commission that has already been given to the prophet. What was the commission? As John the Baptist was the forerunner of Christ in his first coming, your message shall be a forerunner in his second coming. We don't expect another man, we expect Christ to come on the scene. 
Are we together? Any other personality that comes must point us back to the message. And if there's anything that is contrary to the message, we reject it. And let me tell you something. There will be subliminal statements where ministers are beginning to be impatient. That will come to the church and say, why are the people still crying for Moses? Because Moses is dead. But let me tell you something. The ministry of William Brenham had a Moses and a Joshua to it. It will take you out and it will bring you into the land. We are not expecting a different personality. We are expecting that the same prophet, the same message, the same spirit, the same angel must be the one that brings the bride into the promised land. And any other thing, we reject it. And if we become unpopular for it, so be it. Are we here together? And I'm beginning to see, even you as members of the church or message believers, you are beginning to to be men-pleasers. I was in a pastor's fellowship, not in Zimbabwe, on some platform with message message pastors. A brother comes in closing. He says, brothers, you in Africa, we really appreciate that this brother has managed to reach you down there in Africa so that you can understand these things. Because since he came to our country, we understand these things. I said, hold on. I said, maybe you don't know the brothers from Asia. I said, maybe you don't know Africa. Africa is not a country. Africa is a continent with 54 countries. And this man that you are talking about can never reach all the countries and all the believers in the countries. But the message of William Brenham has already, already reached all those countries, has already reached all those message believers. So knowing this man, it doesn't mean that he's special. Are we together? And I said to the man, I said, you must remember that brother. Brenham said, what made Martin Luther to be great is because he was able to rise above fanaticism. Because ministers can never rise above fanaticism. Especially when it is connected to their personalities. Are we together, folks? We will respect men around the globe, but on one condition. Let them not take us away from what brother Brenham has already said. Are you here, folks? And then, well, I did I much better put it to you. At no time, at no point in time, will William Brenham be brought out of the picture. As long as we are here and we are coming to church, he will be quoted every Wednesday. He will be quoted every Sunday. He will be quoted every convention until we go home. No wonder the prophet say, every church is for, for sovereign. We will never be subject to any other ministry outside. Are we together, folks? But yes, we'll have fellowship with other ministries on one condition. If they don't leave the principles of this message and they don't leave the spirit that brought this message, if they leave it, you cannot have an alliance. What killed Jehoshaphat a, a good man, a righteous man. Brother Bram said he went into an alliance with Ahab. Jehoshaphat was a genuine, was a genuine believer. And Ahab was a, was a make-believer. And Jezebel was a, an unbeliever. But look what happened today. He brought 400 prophets. And all of them prophesied to please him. Until Jehoshaphat realized No, 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 no. Although there are many, but there must still be someone 
with a different voice. There must be a genuine gospel. Is there anyone? Until Ahab said there is one, but he hates me. He said, the very one that hates you, bring him here. And Micah came there and prophesied like the rest of them. But later the Spirit of God moved upon him and said, Oh king, if you go, you will never go back. Ahab said, you have heard him? He was Micah. And there will be Micahs in the end time that will remain with the prophet of the hour. That will remain with the message. There will be the Jehoshaphat that will say, yes, they preach fine. But is there still another one? No, he hates us. But bring him. And the maker of the time is William Brenner. He doesn't, he doesn't fit to the popular opinion of the time. He remains without, says the Lord. Let us reject false gospel, foreign gospel. Let us reject isms and fanaticism and remain with what the prophet has brought. And this message, Brother Branham says, the rapture in faith lies in the tapes. So that means as long as you have the tapes and you listen to the tapes, you will have a rapture in faith. And any other, put it aside as you stand to our feet. Worshipping song. I know the Lord will make a way. He'll make a way for the bride. For me. Yes, for me. Fight
because he first loved me. My brother will come and wrap up in prayer for us. and his friend mm. to say, Lord, did not our hearts burn within us yes. as you are speaking to us. Lord, oh God, your word, oh God, Heavenly Father, that's why the prophet says the word is not of private interpretation, oh God. And Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, we hear tonight, oh God, how Lord, Heavenly Father, in your word, no one is greater than your word. Yes. Even Jesus Christ, oh God, when he was faced with the enemy, he kept on referring back to the word. Yes. He said, it's written. It's written, oh God. And Heavenly Father, Lord, oh God, tonight, oh God, Heavenly Father, we just want to pray to say, Lord, may you open our hearts. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, may the words that were spoken tonight, oh God, may they be written upon our hearts. 
May these words, Heavenly Father, never depart from us wherever we go. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, to be able to discern these spirits, oh God. Mm. Heavenly Father, because, Heavenly Father, if we are not going to be able to discern them, we will perish, oh God. Yes. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, we look even in the days of the prophets, oh God. Lord, oh God, how there was a lady who was pulling up her socks, oh God. Mm. Lord, oh God, trying to stand up and speak in tongues and interrupt the the service, oh God. Mm. But Lord, oh God, the spirit was able to discern. Yes. And Lord, oh God, it enlarged that spirit, oh God. Mm. Heavenly Father, how we see, oh God, even another messenger. How, oh God, Heavenly Father, he says an angel appeared to him. Mm. And he said, worship me. Mm. Oh God, but that messenger, mm. oh God, Heavenly Father, with the revelation of God, he saw that angel had a crown and it said, oh God, where did you get this crown? Because we are supposed to crown you, oh God. That's the same discernment that we need tonight. Yes. That's the same discernment, oh God, Heavenly Father, that we need, oh God. And Heavenly Father, it's laying in the books. Lord, oh God, give us, oh God, and the only way we can have that discernment is when we spend more time listening to that word. Listening to that word, oh God. That's where we get the discernment, oh God. Help us, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for this ministry. We thank you for using our brother. Mm. Restore the virtue, oh God. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, and may this word bring fruits, oh God. Heavenly Father, because you said, my word will not return unto me void, oh God. Heavenly Father, Lord, oh God, we just want to say, Lord, we thank you. Yes. Lord, oh God, we thank you, oh God. There is nothing, oh God. We are not special people that we could hear this word. Lord, oh God, we know there is a famine out there, Lord, for this true word, oh God. But Lord, oh God, we should, oh God, Heavenly Father, hold this word, Heavenly Father, so dear to our hearts. Let this word become the first thing in our lives. Let the prophets, oh God, Heavenly Father, become, oh God, the theme, oh God, Heavenly Let Father. Oh God, Heavenly Father, because in the book of Acts, oh God, we also read, Heavenly Father, that Heavenly Father, they began to teach in the synagogues, Moses, oh God. Oh Jesus, Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, may these words, Heavenly Father, never depart from us, oh God. Lord, oh God, we feel so humbled. Forgive us, oh God, if there's any need, oh God, in the church. Lord, oh God, Heavenly Father, may you touch, oh God. Let it be so. Lord, oh God, because you said in your word, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there, oh God. And if you are here, oh God, we know, oh God, our problems are solved. Mm. Lord, oh God, we get, oh God, Heavenly Father, the blessings, oh God, of being associated with this gospel. Lead us as we go home. Protect us, oh God, and may we live up to the standard of this word, oh God. Wherever we are, may we shine for this word, oh God. We pray in your name as we commit all things into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Jehovah, Jaira, he keeps on doing great things until we see you have a blessed week of what remains of it. Amen. Jehovah, Jaira, the Lord's my prophet. He keeps on 
Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh. 